Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Mom Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms, mom of three and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life. Hello? Beautiful mom. So we are going a little crazy today and we're recording on a Friday afternoon and we haven't done this in so long. We usually record after the kids are in bed. So I feel like now we should have like more energy, but we had we had a pretty wild girls night last night. (laughs) Not not doing well at all. We're not the only benefit to the listeners is that hmm, I'm choking back, throwing up every five seconds. So it might slow down how fast I normally talk, (laughs) but I'm also not trashed. So that also might help. We'll see. (laughs) That does. So. Today's topic is kind of one where I'm going to be more of a fly on the wall a little bit for once because this is something that Aaron has a lot of experience with, whereas I don't really have much experience with at all. I've come across it um, with some clients and in um, my certification for pre and postnatal coaching. But we're going to be talking all about thyroid functioning and how this really does come into play, whether you're trying to get pregnant or whether you're currently pregnant and in the postpartum phase, too. So what are we drinking today? (laughs) Um, I have a ginger sparkling water and I have two Gatorades. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> contemplated bringing down a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, but the look of it just makes me even more nauseous. So mm-hmm. I was telling Aaron these, um, they're called Alka-Seltzer Hangover Relief, and they're little tablets that you put into water. I swear, they, if you are ever hungover, they help so much and make all of the difference. I like swear by them. And I went to two different Rite Aids today and Target. Didn't even think about grabbing them <laughs> but while I, I was like I, joking back. Yeah, I will link them, but I've only ever bought them on Amazon. Um, but I am drinking, I'm drinking a half decaf coffee. Half, half. Yes, but I've already had like way too much caffeine today and not enough water because I'm I'm struggling. But somehow 
L slept till 6.15 and she gave me that Aww. gift this morning, which I really, really needed. And I couldn't believe it. That never happens. Oh, that's awesome. The boys slept till seven and then came in and jumped on me. Well, I guess I got Zane out. But yeah, so I was expecting it to be like six. I was so grateful that it was seven. But then I'm like, wait, I still feel like shit. It's just not (laughs) fair. I don't feel like we drank enough to feel like I don't think I deserve to feel this bad. I I didn't do enough of the bad thing. Or I don't think I did. Don't deserve it at all. Don't deserve it. Oh, and we, I will drink, link the drink that we, well, now I don't know if I want to link it because it's going to make you feel really hungover. <laughs> well, it's really, really delicious. It is really delicious. So Just maybe don't drink it. as much of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, I'm opening another Gatorade. <laughs> um, so let's dive right into it. And I'm going to have Erin... Just talk a little bit more about her experience um, with her thyroid function and how that had an impact on her life, her weight, her ability to get pregnant. Oh, man, I'm in the hot seat. (laughs) Um, I'm usually the one that kind of gets to coast. So I think I talked a little bit about this on some different episodes, but it's kind of like bring it back to the beginning um, I'm actually always curious, like when my thyroid issues started, but I and I tried to started trying to get pregnant right before I turned 30. And I thought it was going to be like, boom, like easy peasy. Um, it was not. And it ended up taking almost a year because of my undiagnosed thyroid problem. But I didn't, obviously I didn't know. Um, I was like super tired. I was gaining weight like crazy. Um, trying to think like what else, like in terms of like life impact, definitely like issues focusing at work, like staying on task. Um, but I kind of have that in general. So I kind of wrote that off, but I think it was like leading up to our honeymoon in Thailand where I was like, I was doing your program and like mentally I was like, oh, this feels really good. Like, But I wasn't seeing any results at all. And I was like really dedicated to it. And I remember when we were in Thailand saying like, even though I look worse than I ever have in my life, like I'm starting to feel confident again. I remember like the picture that I sent you. Um, I'm going off on a tangent here. Sorry. So anyway, um, I just like couldn't understand why I was doing all the work and I was doing the right things. I was eating right. I was exercising. I was in a really consistent routine. And... I was just continuing to gain weight. Um, so again, we're still trying to get pregnant. Um, I had a couple of late periods that I was like really, really hopeful. And then it would come and I was always like very disappointing. So I made an appointment with my OB. I think I like was a little off on my annual. Like it had been probably a little longer than it should have been. So I went in for an annual um, checkup and then was going to like talk about pregnancy uh, when I was there and the doctor walked into the room and was like oh my god she walked right up to my neck and she was like we need to get you checked out and I'm like what so we ended up talking about my thyroid most of the appointment instead of like my girl parts and getting pregnant um which was like so surprising to me because my dad has hypothyroid also 
but I never like thought that at 29 or 30 years old that, you know, I was going to have it. So uh, they did the blood work and called with my results. And they were like, your levels are so low. We don't even know how you're able to get out of bed in the morning. So like the fact that it was so relieving to hear that there was like a reason for why I felt the way I felt and why I wasn't getting pregnant. Um, they couldn't believe that I was still getting a period because uh, the low thyroid levels impact fertility. They cause subfertility or infertility because I guess the hormones don't rise enough to release an egg or release an egg properly or something. Um, so thinking back, I'm like, okay, I wonder if it was releasing and I was like conceiving and then losing because I didn't have like the hormones to sustain it. Um, but that was pretty much my experience. So my uh, primary doctor, Dr. Melho Amin is amazing. He put me on Synthroid. I think I got pregnant within that month. Like I was maybe on it for two weeks. And Dr. Google told me that 80% of women will get pregnant like with an undiagnosed thyroid problem. Um, will get pregnant within like two weeks to six months after being on medicine. So that's like very promising, very hopeful. Um, but yeah, that was mostly my experience. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you do feel like Aaron did, like you're doing all of the right things and you're either like gaining weight or your weight isn't going down, um, it's definitely something to get checked out. I mean, even myself, again, I talked about this on the past episode where I like haven't been to I hadn't been to a primary doctor in so long. So I hadn't wasn't getting blood work or anything. So I had no I no idea what's going on. But I finally did that and then they tested um my thyroid as well. So did blood work on that. So that's something that I'm definitely planning to keep up with on a annual basis at least. Mm-hmm. I think another uh, indicator, like while we're talking, is like it's a known fact that exercise gives you more energy. So like the more you exercise, the more energy you produce. And I think that that's a good red flag. Like if you're eating well and exercising and you're not feeling more, like regardless of what the scale says or how your body composition is or isn't changing, if you're not feeling like any sort of energy to do like to afterwards or before, that's another indicator which I, I didn't really think about before. Yeah. I'm also curious, did they give you any recommendations outside of medication, like things to do to help with it? Mm-mm. No. I did see like a Instagram ad just recently, actually. Um, actually, I think Jackie might have sent it to me about why you shouldn't be on hormone replacements. And why you should do something else instead. And I forget what the solution is, but I don't really trust like an Instagram ad. I really yeah. trust my doctor. But if there was something other than medicine, I would be open to it. Like, I think mm-hmm. for me, it's going to be something that I'm on for the rest of my life. And that does come with like issues too. Like it definitely leads to, I think, osteoporosis or um, bone degeneration. Is that a word? Um, so like with heavy lifting, weightlifting, that's supposed to improve your I think that we talked about this too, like your bone strength. Uh, so that's like something that my doctor and I talk about a lot, like the importance of like staying uh, with that type of exercise routine. 
Wow. That's amazing. And good to know. Yeah. Cause, um, specifically strength training is going to help with your bone density. So if you do have thyroid issues, that could be really beneficial. Um, but now that you say that, we're going to dive into a little bit more about how your thyroid can be affected or is affected during pregnancy and postpartum as well. So what you just said is what I... um So I got a certification for pre and postnatal coaching through Girls Gone Strong. So everything that I am sharing is from that. But during pregnancy, your thyroid is going to grow by about 50%, which is going to increase your T4, which also raises your metabolic rate during pregnancy. Um, So your parathyroid hormone levels increase. And if your diet is low in calcium, it's going to increase even more. So it's really important to make sure that you are consuming enough calcium during pregnancy and um, the hormone is going to release calcium from your bones. So your body, you know, you don't want your bones to be weaker during pregnancy. So ensuring that you are getting enough calcium. And now that Aaron said that incorporating strength training into your routine is even more beneficial. Really like the nucleus of life strength, (laughs) at least in the things that we talk about. But yeah, um, it is like super, super important, especially if you've been diagnosed with hypo. I don't know enough about hyper to really uh, speak intelligently about it or really at all. But if you're diagnosed with hypothyroidism before pregnancy, it is super, super important to monitor um, your levels throughout pregnancy because of the strain it puts on the maternal thyroid gland. Like you said, it um, your thyroid grows by 50%. I didn't know that specific figure, but your hormone requirements are substantially increased. So there's like yeah, there's like science behind it that I can't explain, but like you, like a lot of times you'll have to increase your dose of medicine and then it can be reduced like back down to normal after delivery. But yeah, that was something that we paid very close attention to throughout pregnancy and making sure that we didn't, I didn't, well, fortunately didn't need to adjust my dose. It, it was enough to um, sustain, but yeah, I think it was like every six weeks, maybe it might be too quick, but it was frequent. Oh, that's good to know. And also good to know that you like can continue to take that medication during pregnancy as well. Yeah, not only can you continue, you have to. Yeah. Um Yeah, because like some some crappy stuff can happen. Like if if you're not medicated, um, a couple of the things that can transpire is like natural abortion, um, placenta abruptions, which I did have. So I wonder if there was a connection there uh, with Ari. Preeclampsia, preterm delivery. Uh, and one thing that real I didn't know, but I just learned um, when I was talking with my doctor about this, is it um, can reduce the intellectual function of the baby. So I was only, like when I was pregnant, I was only focusing on like me sustaining myself and life, but I didn't realize that impact could actually affect my baby's development. So that was like eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, like all the things that you 
think about not just like for yourself, but for your baby too, like when it comes to exercise and nutrition as well. It not only impacts you, but it can be super beneficial for your baby's growth and development and how um how soon you deliver your type of delivery like all of this can be impacted so that's interesting to know that that can impact it as well hmm. so was there anything um that like you notice differently during pregnancy because of that, like did the medicine, the medicine just like made you feel good and you felt good with everything within a few days. Like after I remember, I think it was like May and he sent me out of the office with a sample pack. um, Like while I was waiting for my prescription or something. And I, I think like day three, I woke up with like a new pep in my step and I was like, Oh, like, this is what life is supposed to feel like after like a decent night's sleep. So yeah, it's really crazy how quickly, like it's not this like long waiting game. Like you feel the results pretty quickly at this point, because I've been on it for so long. Like I'm like, do I need to increase my dose? Cause I'm tired all the time. Um, but what was, and I know I've talked about this too, like because I had gained so much weight when I did get pregnant and my thyroid was regulating, I ended up like, losing a lot of weight in the beginning of pregnancy. Like I know people do, but I, when I delivered or when I weighed before I got pregnant and what I weighed when I delivered was like a difference of 10 pounds. So wow. I like my gross gain was probably, I don't, I can't remember, but like <laughs> it was, I was high and then I dropped and then you know, like kind of stabilized. So. Awesome. Um, okay. Oh, noticing anything different. Um, I think that would be really the only thing I noticed. Yeah. No, that's great. That's like amazing that it can work so quickly and so beneficial. Um, okay. So when it comes to postpartum, so three to eight months after giving birth, about five to 7% of women can develop postpartum postpartum thyroiditis where um, your thyroid becomes overactive and then can and then it can um, go back to normal or it can turn to being underactive Um, and many women tend to ignore the symptoms of hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism because they think they're more just a result of your lack of sleep or stress levels during um, those early postpartum stages. So some of the symptoms of hyperthyroidism can be feeling overheated, muscle weakness, shakiness, anxiety, rapid heart rate, your inability to concentrate and weight loss. And then hypothyroidism ism would be more like the opposite so tiredness constipation memory loss intolerance of cold muscle cramps weakness weight gain and inadequate breast milk production so it can impact your milk supply as well so if you are experiencing any of these symptoms definitely go go to your doctor but also 
just this is something that should definitely be monitored more often as well, even if you aren't necessarily experiencing all of these symptoms or some of these symptoms. Definitely, it's a good, good practice to get your blood work checked. Mm-hmm. Did you say like swelling of the face? No. Okay. Um, that was a big one. Like when I said the doctor walk in, I don't even know if she said hello. Like she literally just looked like went and grabbed my neck and was like, oh my God. So I, I didn't notice it, but my primary doctor had me take like a before and after picture. Like, so before I started the medicine and then maybe a month later and like the size of my neck, it changed. So that's another Crazy. indicator, like a very, but like, I didn't notice it. I just thought it was fat. We need to see um, pictures. I got to find it. Oof, I got to deep, deep dive deep into the archives. <laughs> um, so again, I was just recently talking with my primary doctor about this and you had mentioned calcium is super important, but I'm reading one of the medical journals that he had sent me and iodine deficiency is one of the leading causes of hypothyroidism. So that's another thing. To, and I was anemic for my pr- first pregnancy. A lot of people are. So like, that's not necessarily a direct tie, but it is some, is that anemia is iodine, right? Mm, I, I, might, I might be missing. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's just another thing. I don't know. Yeah, but that's actually something that's like an important um mineral is it a mineral (laughs) i'm so dumb right now i'm googling it but that's definitely that's something also that should be increased during pregnancy i know we might have to might have to cut this out (laughs) yeah you know we're not perfect and we don't know everything we don't but i feel like yes iron iron deficiency is anemia is iodine in iron? I don't think so. So iodine requirements are increased over 50% of over 50% during pregnancy. So you want to ensure that you're getting more iodine during pregnancy. So some of the foods that are higher in iodine are Oily fish, yogurt, shellfish, cow's milk, um, I believe eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, yeah, so my favorite out. Salt. So there's <laughs> foods that you can, you know, get this from and that definitely needs to be increased during um, pregnancy. So... Mm-hmm. Something to strawberries in mind as well. Strawberries and cranberries are also high in iodine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I already guessed that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is now we're going back to nutrition during pregnancy. Or we haven't really talked. We haven't talked about nutrition during pregnancy yet on an episode um, more in depth. But or have we? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I need to go back we're and like track. look at our. <laughs> catalog well if we haven't we'll do an episode that dives more deep into i think we just dove deep into nutrition postpartum but we haven't talked about nutrition during pregnancy yet but we'll definitely chat about that more um and um talk about like foods that are important and you know 
the vitamins and minerals that need to be increased during pregnancy because your hormone levels change so much, whether that's with your thyroid or different, you know, different hormones. Um, And that can be, you know, trying to think of the right word, not manipulated, but adjusted. No. What are you trying to say? I don't know. Like (laughs) you can manage your hormones better through influence just by nutrition just by like foods and eating and stuff and that are going to help you feel better change the trajectory of your (laughs) hormones of your Um, pregnancy and postpartum yeah oh one other thing that i didn't ever think of until again i was talking with my amazing doctor dr mahal amin um is your partner you have a man partner. Um, if he has a thyroid issue, it could inf- affect your ability to get pregnant. That's so. So it's not just about you, yeah. Because I think it impacts the mobility of the sperm or something. So it might not be you. It might be him. Do you know? Do you know? Like, I feel like more women have issues with thyroids, but I don't. I guess I don't know that for a fact. I guess I just feel like that's all I've heard mostly but do you know if there's I have no idea I mean my the only person that I know is my dad that has it um but I don't know something to think about Dr. Google let's see (laughs) all right maybe we shouldn't be maybe we shouldn't be promoting Dr. Google (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we need more medical journals. <laughs> I know there's, I mean, and there's like a little abstract up front that gives you the fast facts. Yeah. Really great. Okay. So we hope this was helpful. It made you think, you know, a little bit more about what could be going on with your hormone levels. And definitely if you've, if you've experienced any of this we want to hear from you and action steps just listen to your body and don't dismiss things like if something doesn't feel good whether you're trying to get pregnant or not trying to get pregnant listen to your body and don't just like talk up feeling shitty to being like oh well this is i guess getting older or this is as good as it's going to get like there are things you can do or most likely things you can do to improve the way you're feeling so there was like such a long period where I felt like shit, but I was like, well, maybe this just is how I am. And I didn't proactively go seek care. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right. I didn't throw up. So it's good. <laughs> it's a win. It's a win. All right. It means so much to us to have you on this journey. And together, we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at Momtails and Cocktails Podcast with your momtails. And don't forget to follow here. And we will see you on the next episode.